Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for uh, listening to episode two of the podcast, Restore the Floor, about the Detroit Pistons and the NBA. Uh, tonight, the Pistons uh, take on the Cleveland Cavaliers, the red-hot Cleveland Cavaliers. Coming up in a few minutes on the podcast, we'll be talking to Jason Hillman, Vice President of Basketball Operation for the Cavs. But Ev, uh, Wednesday night in Milwaukee, you know, you thought maybe because they played really well in a loss against Milwaukee on Monday, the Pistons would maybe get be able to eke out another upset win like they did over Golden State. But man, from the get-go, it was Giannis, 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 and the Pistons just could never get it together. No, and it was just, I mean, and, and the fact that we said take the over and then the Pistons go and score 18 in, like, multiple quarters. And I'm yeah. like, no NBA team scores under 20 anymore in a quarter. But it was just, I mean, it was uninspired. It didn't look like the effort was there. And I never want to question a player's effort, but one big thing that I have a problem with, and it might be with me all year, your star can't have 10 points in a game. That's wow. that's the problem that I have with Cade Cunningham. And now, listen, his first seven games were pretty darn good, right? Especially you, his last four before last night. Yeah, and then just to have that clunker and the look on his face, like, not defeated, but I, it, it was just weird to me, right? And I understand when you play a team back-to-back like that. And, and the Milwaukee Bucks, listen, they're no slouch of a team. I mean, George and Greg mentioned many times on the broadcast – how good the Bucks are, and how much better the Bucks are going to get when they get Covington back, and and it's like, but oh, you, you want to see mean, you mean Middleton, Middleton and Covington, but oh right, yeah, yeah, they're both out right now. Oh, Con- Connington, Connington, there we go. And so, you just want to see more of an effort, and I, I liked what I saw. It was Isaiah Stewart. We talked about it on the first episode about being able to shoot the three with confidence, and he was doing it again, but. Yeah, two it's, for three from uh, from three, 16 and 10. They just, because they got behind, so, you know, so quickly, you're right. They, they had this defeatist look to them. And, you know, Ivy's going to have games like that. We all understand that where he had, you know, only had two turnovers, but he, he can't shoot three for 11 every game. No, he can't. And, and the glaring hole right now is the size in the middle, man. I mean, mm-hmm. Giannis, right? He, he plays like a guard, but he's six foot 11. But he owned them in the paint last night. There was one drop step dunk that he had. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like, that's why this guy is so good. But then there's another one where he came down the lane, hammered it home, and even he looked like, wow, I just did that. You know what I mean? And you never want that to happen against your team. But coming up, it's the Cavs. It's a conference division. And and you want to see more fight, right? I mean, yeah. The, I, I think at home you'll you'll see more fight in in that game. But one other thing about the the game Wednesday night, it just seemed once they got behind, like the white flag came out. You know, not on purpose, right? Psychologically, and on the other side, I think Giannis more more particularly him than than anyone else. And Holiday had a great game as well. Again, God, is he he's so freaking good. 
But Giannis said, you know what? They almost beat us the other night. That ain't happening. We're going to take control early, and it's going to be on my shoulders early. And he did. He took the life right out of the Pistons. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, too, because usually in the NBA, you know, you you hear the the cliche, only the last three minutes really matter in an NBA game. No, Giannis put that out of the way right off, right off the rip, that that was his game. But what kills me the most is freaking Brooke Lopez. Like this guy, I feel like his brother Robin was never the guy that he is. You know what I mean? Like he was never going to be that good. They take on Robin tonight. (laughs) That's right. But just the fact that Brooke has been in the league since 2008 and he has been a double digit a night guy his entire freaking career is amazing to me. And he's still putting in work. But that's where my point goes to of not having an inside presence. Brooke Lopez is a very, very, very good basketball player, but he shouldn't be able to just go at will like that on you. Hitting threes. He's hitting Dirk Nowitzki one-foot fadeaway shots. I'm like, what am I watching right now? I know. By the way, speaking of Dirk's former team, we would be remiss as we look a little bit of other NBA stuff, what Luke has been doing. Uh, Luka Doncic, once again, last night, goes for over uh, 30 points Wednesday night. It's seven straight games. He's the second person, actually third person, to start a season with 30 points or more in every game. It's seven games for him. Uh, Wilt did it twice in 1960, uh, eight times, and then in the 62-63 season, Wilt did it the first 23 games. So, like, when you brought this up to me, Stoney, I was like, there's no way that it's only happened by Wilt. Then I found out the other guy is Jack Twyman in 1959-60. Jack, yeah, Jack Twyman who played with Oscar Robertson for the great Cincinnati Royals teams. But you, to you're think too young to ever see them play. That, now, I yeah. obviously didn't see them play in the year he did it. It was 1960. Jack Twyman, by the way, as I go down memory lane, he was the color analyst for the ABC NBA Game of the Week with Chris Schenkel when I was a kid growing up. Oh, yeah, Schenkel, so huh? Yeah. But <laughs> – I just couldn't believe that, you know, all these prolific scores that we've had in the NBA year after year, that Luca is the first one to do it since 1963. It's unbelievable. And we talked about this on the first episode about how John Morant is one of those guys that I would pay to go see, right? Luca Doncic is the same deal. I was lucky enough, what, pre COVID to go with the Pistons to Mexico city to watch them take on the Mavericks Oh, yeah. And to watch right. him play, A, you don't realize that he is a legit 6'6". He doesn't move fast, but at the same time, he's still quicker than everybody else on the floor. Like his shot, you look at it. I bet a lot of coaches see it and they're like, oh, we could improve it, blah, blah, blah. But it's so pure. He can get it off with such ease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He handles the basketball with the best, like go pay or get a free ticket. However it is. If you ever get a chance to see Luca play live, please do it. It is such a sight to see how he can command a basketball game. Like 
you, Stoney, you know it. You've covered the NBA for years. There's only a handful of players that can really dictate what they want to do on the floor on any given possession, and I think he's one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you look at the Cavs uh, at the LCA tonight. You know, they've only lost one game, and that was to uh, – so the Cavs tonight taking on the Pistons at the LCA. They've lost one game. That was the opener against uh, the underrated Toronto Raptors in Toronto, 108-105. Since then, they've beaten the Bulls, the Wizards, the Magic, and um, the, the Celtics and the Knicks. Now, the Celtic game was a great game. Um, beat the Celtics twice, actually. They beat the Celtics in overtime. Right. They beat right both times, and both times went in overtime, right? Yep, both games. Yeah, so two really good teams, obviously, uh, and they beat the Knicks by thirteen points uh, on, on, on Sunday night. How do the Pistons expect to win this game? Is it because uh, talent-wise, it's unfortunately it's not even close. No. <sighs> You got well. You got to hope Bogdanovich is back on his. You know he scored what fourteen or something against. Um, yeah, the Bucks. He only and that, took twelve shots because he got in a little foul trouble. I guess, right, early. and well, and and you notice too, they're really keying him. Like the, I yeah. think the key to stopping the Pistons right now is just to shut him down and let the other guys go. But I, I, I think I mean, I, I you never want to say never, but it's get their guys in foul trouble, get them off the floor, get the Donovan Mitchell, the Evan Mobley, the Darius Garlands. Get, if you can get one of those three off the floor for an extended period of time, I think that's your best bet of going to beating the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers could be a mini machine here in the East. You know, I mean, I, I can't wait to watch them play the Bulls this year, obviously the Pistons, but the Cavs have put together a really, really, really nice lineup that I think a lot of teams can be jealous of. I mean, just even look at like a coral that's on the, their team. What was he? The fifth overall pick. And yeah. he's like down the totem pole on that team because they have so many other good players. You know, you think about Kevin love, right? He's still a very good NBA player, right? He's still averaging what, 11 points a game. He still can shoot from the outside. He's still really good. Even his age, the, you know, the underrated guy, even though he made the all-star team one year is Allen because People don't realize, I mean, yeah, great rebounder. You know, he's averaging 12 points a game. You know, blocks shots at least one, you know, one and a half a game, something like that. But he scores 12 points, averaging 12 a game. So mm -hmm. it's not like – because when he came into the league, he was just basically Mr. Defense. That's it. But he's learned to play his role, accept his role. See, I always felt like somebody like Andre Drummond just could not accept his role, that his role was going to be put back buckets, like we're not going to run the offense through you. And right. he and he Jared Allen has taken that on. I mean, you're right. When he was with the Nets as a rookie and early on, like he was only defense. And it was like if you got an offensive board, you better kick that ball out and not put it back up. But the more and more you develop, the harder you work. Um, and just the addition of the great guards that they have too. You know, with Donovan Mitchell and and Darius Garland. I mean, it, it's exciting. <laughs> I hate to say it because I hate Cleveland and I hate all of their teams. <laughs> but they're kind of a team that, like, it's hard not to root for, right? They don't have any players that you dislike. I mean, uh, Karis LeVert's on the team. I don't like it where he went to college, but he's right. still one hell of a basketball player, and I can't deny that. But, like, even Osman, right? I mean, the foreign white dude, the Turkish baller that's out there, <laughs> I mean, he's only 27 years old, but he's one hell of a basketball player. And, I mean – I'm excited to watch this game on Friday night. It's NBA. 
You get stars. I mean, say what you want. Donovan Mitchell, he's a star in this league. He is. I mean, when you have a nickname, Spider, yep. you're a star, right? 100%. Yeah, and like, not to look too far ahead, but this is a pretty big game for the Pistons. They do host Oklahoma City. who's actually playing much better than people thought. I like their uh, backcourt on, a lot, on Monday too. Monday night, then they play the Celtics two of the next three games. Uh, then they play the and they play the Knicks in between those Celtics games. Then Toronto, and then the Pistons go on a massive road trip. Clippers, Lakers, yeah, out Kings, west where they've always Nuggets, done so Jazz, well. Suns, I mean, and then they come home. Uh, they play. It's weird. Great schedule. They play a Friday night game in Phoenix, and then Sunday, six o'clock against Cleveland again. So the Pistons will be done with Cleveland at home uh, Sunday after Thanksgiving. That's wild. It really is, but. We got somebody cool to talk to to us about the game, though, right? Yes, we do. We got uh, Jason Hillman, the vice president of basketball operations for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's with us now. Jason, how are you? 